Welcome back to the Call on Our Shop podcast. I'm Austin. I'm joined by Logan. We're back for the 20th installment. So we appreciate all you guys for showing the love. It's the weekly live or weekly podcast every single Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Logan, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm so excited for playoff football. I think this is going to be honestly one of our best episodes of this podcast yet. I'm so excited to talk about everything. We just uh, came uh, finished the end of the college football uh, regular, well, regular season and playoffs. That, that was so fun. Uh, so I'm, I'm just really excited to dive right into it. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to obviously do our normal week 18 takeaways, the final week of the regular season in the NFL, talk about the college football national championship, answer all your guys' questions that you sent to us in my most recent NBA video. I appreciate all you guys for tuning in. If you are new to the channel, you just stumble upon the podcast, consider clicking that subscribe button down below. We're less than 400 subscribers away from 20,000, which is ridiculous, but we appreciate all the people hitting that subscribe button. Also, click a like, too. And if you want to be an extra OG, be a, have a special place in our heart, go download the podcast and give us a good rating wherever you may do that. But our last note, weekly live stream is tonight, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Come show out if you are. If you're watching this on Wednesday, we'll appreciate you. But uh. Logan, man, um, what to talk about? There's so much that we can cover. I mean, not just NFL related. I mean, we, we could talk about Clay Thompson returning, which is a big, mm-hmm. you know, monumental thing in the in the NFL, but or NBA. But man, I think we should lead it off with talking about the final week of the regular season. And I, I want you to start with your favorite takeaway or biggest takeaway from this final week as we head into the the playoffs. And then we'll obviously talk about every single playoff matchup uh, later on yeah. in the podcast. So, so on paper, a lot of these matchups to me weren't very sexy. I was like. This is this is just a, a weird week of football. I'm not excited to sit down and, and blob out and, and you watch. You didn't want to watch football. the Giants versus Washington football team. <laughs> no, see, there there were a few games that immediately that immediately I knew not a second of viewership would come from me. But but truthfully, a lot of the games were were really close. A lot of the games had wire uh, like come down to the wire finishes, but no greater finish than the game of the year: Las Vegas versus the <laughs> versus the, the Chargers. What an absolute game. The internet would have went incredibly, you know, insane. It, it would have been mayhem if those two teams would have ended in a tie and Vegas would have lost the shirts off their back. If it were a tie. <laughs> Dude, they would they, have lost. I, I don't know the exact calculations. I think they were going to lose over like a billion dollars. Yes, like I, I didn't a, see that. An exaggeration. <laughs> I mean, there were so many people that placed the Colts money line or Jags money line and then the tie in that game. And I know it would have been oh. it would have been an insane winner for the public. But you just simply know that Vegas was not going to allow that to happen. They they called That's the Phantom timeout. Yeah, they were they were in uh, Brandon Staley's pocket. They told him to call that timeout. But whatever. You know, for, for we we talked about is the NFL rigged? Uh, you know, several weeks back, but. It's not rigged, but there there's also some things that make you go hmm sometimes. But no, it was it was in a really really amazing game. I I just I love I love games that that end you know past midnight on the East Coast and keep me up another half hour because the adrenaline rush. That that is exactly what happened. Going Amen. to work Monday morning, it sucked because I was like I got <laughs> no sleep from that game. But that's what we love about Sunday night football. We don't want to watch a blowout. We don't want to watch these uncompetitive games. But with these two teams. Win and in or tying in, it, I love seeing the desperation. And look, what you and I talked about it last week. I told you that Raiders team with with uh, you know when they lost Gruden, a lot of adversity overcome. Kudos to the Raiders for getting in the playoffs. What a big win for them! Yeah, we'll talk about their matchup this weekend on Saturday against the Bengals in a little bit. But you're right, that game was ridiculous, and we were texting throughout the whole overtime i didn't get to watch the beginning of the game and truthfully i'm not even mad i got i got to catch the end of the third and then the fourth and overtime and it was a ridiculous game now i I don't know if i was rooting for a tie or not and i know people can go into all like the timeouts and stuff like that i think that wouldn't have changed the outcome potentially maybe it would have either way it was one of the craziest games i remember just watching and you're right it's it's hard to go to sleep after those sort of games you just kind of you sit up you're just like your heart's going and you're not yeah, even on the game and you might not even have any money on the game either. Nope. But I imagine there was a lot of people out there that had that tie plus the, uh, the Jags money line. Oh. <laughs> and I can't imagine how hard it was to sleep that night, but that was mm-hmm. my biggest takeaway from week 18. What a collapse from the Indianapolis Colts, a team that I've been top topping, you know, taking my hat off. Like this team has a chance to make a run. And then just lay an absolute egg against your Raiders that last week. <laughs> I give them your Raiders, but your big Raiders guy. <laughs> like and then like the, the absolute egg against the Jags, which, I mean, I guess it was you could have looked at it. And I feel bad for all Colts fans. We, If you can f- skip forward a couple minutes until you see the slider on the bottom change, if you don't want to go through PTSD. <laughs> 
But yeah, it just was such a disappointing show. I mean, it really just came back to the, you know, what is Carson Wentz and what is he going to be for the future of this Colts team? Now, they obviously already invested a first round pick now because, you know, he played enough snaps to become to turn that second into a first. But Carson Wentz looked bad the last two games. And, you know, you've come on the podcast. You've said, you know, Carson Wentz has his moments. He has his he has his moments both ways. He, some games he just plays super well, like he did against the Cardinals making throws. And then other games just plays terrible. And that was what it was against the Jaguars. Curious what your thoughts were that game, because that was I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, you, you're 15 point favorites and the Jags yeah. revert. They hit you with the Uno reverse card because they covered the 14 and a half points themselves. Right. 26 to 11 or whatever. Ridiculous. Yeah. Shout, well, shout out Jags. Not only did you win the game against the division rival, gave them the ultimate middle finger, keeping them out of the playoffs, but they also secured the first overall pick doing so. That that, that doesn't happen all too often. But truthfully, the, the story is all about the Colts. The Colts with one of the biggest letdowns of you know the past several years because all you had to do was beat a hapless Jaguars team, a two-win team. If they would have come out and they would have established Jonathan Taylor more and would have stepped on their throat. I believe that game would, would have been a whole lot different. No, they got cute. How many times do I talk about in the NFL? A lot more games are lost than one. That game was simply lost from the Colts. They just said, well, Carson Wentz, go out and be the superhero. Why, why though? Why would Jonathan Taylor has worked for you all year? Is this the time that you turn to Carson Wentz and say, nope, this you lead us to the promised land? No, that's not how it works. Honestly, the Colts, Kind of deserved to lose in that fashion. Now, Trevor Lawrence, you know, shout out Trevor Lawrence. He made some plays and he gave a little bit of hope for, you know, the Jaguars fan base. It was a really rough season for the for the Jags, but he kind of showed, uh, you know, flashes of brilliance. And, that, and I mean, that Colts offense was just brutal. I mean, again, we're not we're not Colts fans on here, but I, I can't imagine anything more maddening than just watching Carson Wentz just, you know, turn around and just chuck it up and just hapless interceptions. You cannot turn the ball over like that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. They really, and I do have to give the Jags some credit because, you know, the Colts did lose that yeah. game, but the Jags also, you know, won that game. And they played the, the Colts tough a couple weeks back prior when, you know, the game was like 17 to 23 or something like that. That was in Indianapolis. They had all the clown noses in the, the stands. And <laughs> you gotta, as a Jags fan, I think there's a reason to be optimistic. You saw Trevor Lawrence probably play arguably his best game of his young yeah. career in the final you know, game. You got to see some progression. He obviously made a lot of errors throughout his season, throwing 17 interceptions. But still, it was, you know, if you're a Jags fan, you got to be optimistic. You got the number one pick. You just, yeah, you're right. You just screwed over one of your rivals in your own division. And, you know, you got to be optimistic because they have some, you know, young pieces on that team. And we'll see what they do next year, what they do with the number one overall pick. I imagine they address something on the defensive side, but we'll see. But you're right. Mm -hmm. That was uh, that was crazy. And um, what also was crazy is how many coaches have been let go. And that's what we're going to talk about next, because we want to talk about the best yes. landing spot for, for that. You guys, what you would think, Logan, if you were like an NFL head coach that was just fired or, you know, one on the street that's looking for a job, what your future yeah. uh your favorite team would be now there are a ton of options open at the moment now you got the giants they got a head coach and gm opening got the bears at the vikings both with head coach and gm openings then you got the dolphins the broncos the jaguars and then the raiders which the raiders is a little bit skeptical technically they still have their interim coach fasaccia i don't know how to pronounce his name but um mm -hmm. what would be your preferred landing spot if you're a coach because i mean we need to move past the colts thing uh, they're, yeah. they're in the past. They're they're gonna be sitting on the couch just like all of us Jets and Panthers yeah, no. fans. Uh, we'll yeah. we'll be we'll be right there with you. Yeah. No. So looking at the list, right? The, to me, there's some there's some L's on this list, right? Giants, I want no part of. Broncos, not really. They're they're they they lack an identity. But there's one. There's a couple that do stick out to me. I you know a close second would have been Dolphins. Dolphins is a really interesting spot. A lot of young talent there. But you know what? I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings simply because, I mean, you've got the offensive side of the ball pretty pretty well addressed. You've got Jefferson, Thielen. You've got Dalvin Cook when he can stay healthy. So offense, check that off. You know, Kirk Cousins, say what you want about him. He's he's in the top half tier of quarterback. So he's he's decent. He's serviceable. He's enough, enough to win you the games, at least bare minimum, make the playoffs. And what's also really compelling about the Vikings' job is the division they play in. Because, I mean, you got to look at – so you're playing the Lions twice a year. You love to see that. You're playing the Bears twice a year. The Bears are in a rebuilding phase, you'd think. And then you pay, play the Packers twice a year. And the Packers could be a really interesting team, depending on what happens this year. Is Aaron Rodgers returning, right? So the Packers might, right? We're, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers and, and Devontae Adams are leaving, but who knows, right? If it truly is the last dance, can the, can the, can the Minnesota Vikings take that torch – you know, and take the division. 
absolutely. It's a very attractive job for me. And, and that's why I, I would go ahead and, and they play in a, a really nice dome too, right? Don't worry about the weather. And, and the <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those, it's, and they've got an amazing fan base too, right? Shout out Viking fans. They're, they're kind of crazy. I love that, that, that uh, horn that always goes off in their stadium. But the Vikings are, are due, they're one of those teams that just had a disappointing season, but they were due uh, an upward trend. Yeah, I, I like the pick. You're right. There are a couple teams on this list that I would definitely avoid. The Giants, you know, I don't really – they do have two, I believe, top ten picks, if I'm not mistaken, just like my Jets. So we'll see what they do in the draft. But I'm going to lean towards a team in the same division as the Vikings. That's going to be the, the Chicago Bears. Now, we obviously know they finally got rid of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, and there's been a lot of question marks for those guys to be fired for a long, long time. And so I think there's reason for optimism here because you – have this potential guy in Justin Fields that has shown glimpses. You know, he's shown when the lights are the brightest, he does play the, he does normally step up and play pretty well. And you can't necessarily blame him a whole lot because you saw Matt Nagy calling terrible play calls for him. And the team looked better with Andy Dalton, but that's just because Andy Dalton would take a bunch of checkdowns. And maybe that's, you know, Justin Fields kind of learning the game and learning more. You know, you don't have to force tons of throws, but very similar to a team like the Vikings, which I actually really like the pick because if you think about the NFL and, you know, it's there's really not a huge difference between half the teams. And you think about a Vikings team that, you know, if the ball bounced their way, they could easily be in the playoffs. I mean, this is a team that lost and likes to be in close score games. I don't know if they set the record or how many consecutive one score games they were in. I think it was 10 at one point and they definitely yeah. didn't have a good record in those. So I think a team like the bears for the same exact reasons you like the Vikings is because, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen to Aaron Rodgers. There's no, he could leave. And then Denver Broncos, which we're not really talking about much here. Broncos could suddenly be, you know, the best, uh, the best opportunity here and you can see they're interviewing the Packers head coaches like their QB coach and I think their defensive <laughs> coordinator or something like yeah. that yeah I go okay we know what you're doing but I like the Bears here because I think they have some talent now they're likely to lose Allen Robinson but we saw Darnell Mooney step up in the final week of the season Cole Komet's a decent tight end David Montgomery pretty solid and they had the uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head um, what is his name? Uh, the running back, Khalil Herbert. He was pretty solid, yeah. too. So they have some useful pieces. Khalil Mack still on defense. Still some, you know, decent players that I think they can put together a squad. But I think if Aaron Rodgers does leave this division completely wide open, we haven't seen anything out of Jordan Love that we necessarily love. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> and, uh, no. and the Vikings, who knows what happens to Kirk Cousins? I don't know how many more years he has on his contract. I can't imagine too many. I, I haven't looked at his contract, but you know, you can see them move on to something different. Who knows what happens in this division, but it could be wide open depending on what happens to Rodgers. And it's like the bears. I think Justin feels I can, I can invest in that guy and I'll ride with the bears is my favorite head coaching spot. And plus you got those fans that are always rowdy and they're not, you know, they're, they, they expect a lot out of you, but they're still going to be there to show up to all your games, regardless, regardless of if it's freezing outside. It's true. I Bears fans are a different breed. I mean, the Vikings get the luxury of playing in a dome. Out in Chicago, those those fans are 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 something different. They're true and true. Chicago is due a, a, an offensive minded coach that can finally you know put put up some points. Right, we've seen glimpses from Chicago, but you know what? Justin Fields could be the answer. I I think with the right coaching job, this this could be a, a team that's back on the upward trend. The NFC North is a really interesting division. Uh, you know, as we kind of talked about, you know, just, just now, I mean, this, this, this could change in, in an instant. If Aaron Rodgers does leave, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. And so with that, we're going to move on and we're just get to your questions in a second. We're actually going to include one of your questions in this, because we're going to talk about the <laughs> national championship game. One of the best games we've we've seen in a hot minute for the national championship game, obviously a rematch, yeah. Alabama versus Georgia. And we had a question from one of our subscribers, Mark, and we appreciate you for uh, asking this. Now, if you watched Logan's video, which I appreciate, I think it got over 7,000 views. So shout out to you yes. guys for tuning in. Logan had Georgia minus two and a half, a two unit play. And Mark's question was, what, which Jeff best describes your reaction as you saw? You know, <laughs> you're getting blasted in the comments. People were saying, never bet against Saban. Don't ever do it. <laughs> That Bama money line kind of thing. So then you saw Georgia step up and win that game. Obviously, cover for you, cash the two unit play. So, which GIF best describes your uh, your reaction at the end of that game? Yeah, well, you know, shout out to the haters. I mean, that's that's nothing new. I, I I've I've dealt with it pretty much all all picks videos I do. I, I get I get some uh, some not so nice people in there. But no, truth, truthfully, I understood the the argument against my my pick was Alabama's the proven winner. They've done it. They've done it. They've done it. But my whole argument was. Georgia is different this year. They're they're a team on a mission. And you know what? Watching that game, the, to answer the question, I felt like like the Kermit sipping the tea, Jeff, 
or he's sitting back in the chair, you know, just, just sipping it, just, just minding my own business because I, I told you what was going to happen. That's why if you watch my video, I told you what was going to happen. I said, you get the run game involved, you get Cook. What what turned the, the, the game when Georgia said, let's let's get Cook more involved? And he had the big run, and that's kind of when the game flipped. I mean, you 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 look at you look at George's performance. I I was extremely impressed. Stetson Bennett had some not so good moments, and he had me nervous. Not he he had anybody who had who had Georgia nervous. I mean, I got two units on the line. I got a lot of skin on this game. You know, normally I'm not a two unit better, but I mean, you you look at it, and and it was just one of those games that Georgia finally overcame their demons. And I this if if not now, then never for Georgia. Pretty much, this was one of the strongest teams they ever had, and it felt nice. To, to be validated by Georgia just going out there and proving all of the, the YouTube hate that I got. <laughs> Silence them for, for them. They'll be back. They'll be back during baseball season. But Absolutely. you know what? Silence the them. <laughs> Get the pitchforks and, and, and torch <laughs> ready. I'm ready. I'm coming for you, Logan. And my own dad, my own dad called me a fool for picking against Alabama too. I was like, excuse me, what is this? So I, I got hate from every angle in this. So let's, <laughs> let's just put that out there. I, I respect that, Jeff, because, yeah, I mean, at, at the beginning of the game, after the first quarter, we were texting. It was like, eh, I don't, don't love the way Stetson Bennett started. I was nervous. You know, I know we joked about it, but I still do feel like I'm I'm Stetson Bennett at QB. He looks very similar to myself and has a very similar build to me. You know, not necessarily, you know, if I were to be in high school right now and I were to be recruited, I doubt I'd get a lot of offers. I'd probably be a walk-on just like him. Uh, no shade to myself, but – Man, he showed up, and when the matter, when the when the lights were the brightest, when he needed to make plays, he made plays. So shout out to Stetson Bennett. Yeah, um, unreal. We'll see. And you know, I don't really know what his future is, but you know, you got to give some props to a guy that's a walk on QB, a guy that yeah, really was doubted story. over the last 30, 37 days since the SEC championship. People, you know, people expected him to beat Michigan, but people were like, "All right, you did it against Michigan. Now do it against Bama, a team you just struggled against." And so he stepped up and he played super well. So. A great, you know, warm spot in your heart for a guy that you know you got to root yeah. for, and so I was really happy for you to cash that two unit play, and uh, it was one of the better games that I remember. And that pick six was just, mm, I know, wasn't that, wasn't that nice? That was a, that was a nice finish. Now I hate Georgia. You see the Gator behind me. I hate Georgia seeing a rival win the national title like that. But it, it feels it feels good for them. Uh, you know, they 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 were due. It it was just it was one of those you know kind of feel good stories, at least on on Stetson Bennett's side. Yeah, I agree. So let's move on into a couple more questions. We got about three or four, and then we'll get into our week. Well, the regular, the playoffs. We'll talk about every single matchup. And the first one is actually a different one. You know, we're going to switch topics. It's going to be about um, – we're getting a question from Hello Go. We appreciate you for submitting it in, the, in my comments. And he asked, who came up with the name Call on Our Shot? And what gave us the idea of making a YouTube channel? And is there someone that I look up or that we look up to? So I kind of tackle this one. So I feel like – Earlier on, you know, I was brainstorming. I feel like I pioneered the YouTube channel, but then we obviously, you know, I wanted you to be involved with it. And that's when you started doing the baseball picks and which was really only a couple months after I really started, you know, doing videos. But I was trying to yeah. think of a name that, you know, I think I had a couple different options. I don't remember what they were because this was, you know, a year and a half or so ago. I was trying to think of something. I was like, oh, like you can call your shot. And, I, and then I was like, calling your shot and then i wanted to involve more of the community aspect so that's why i decided on calling our shot i wouldn't change the name for anything i think it's an awesome name um you can comment on it in a second but but yeah i, I thought it was a really cool name and i'm, I'm kind of happy where where the i mean i couldn't imagine where the the community is at at the moment almost at twenty thousand subscribers um what gave me the idea of making a youtube channel and maybe you can touch on making your youtube videos and um maybe if there's someone that you look up to or watch in the community but I don't know. It was just kind of like a, I felt like there was a lot of need and a, a demand for, for these sort of YouTube videos, whether it be the podcast, whether it be sports betting packs or whatnot. I felt like the, the overall crowd was dominated by, you know, an older generation. And that's no disrespect to all those older, older channels. But I felt like they were they needed like a new face, a new, uh, you know, some some energy, someone that understands like the memes of the, the mm -hmm. college football or the NBA world and just be able to have fun while also giving you informational picks. And so I'm glad we've sort of been able to kind of combine that all into one, whether that be through long, long shot parlays or the nerfy bets that you do or whatever yeah. it may be. I, I think it's what we have kind of culminated you and I together has been something that, you know, we like to give out our best picks, but we also like to have fun. And, you know, 
be a community aspect. That's why it's calling our shots, not calling your shots, calling our shot. We're all trying to beat the books together. We're all positive community. And so those are kind of my thoughts. I want, I want you to kind of tackle this question and, and give your thoughts. First of all, I, I remember the day you picked the name because you and I were, were playing, we were playing Xbox together and you, you were, we were just sitting there brainstorming names and I'm like, it has to be some sort of sports pun. And we were, we were just kind of going through things. And when you're like, calling our shot i was like yeah that's it that's that's the one and we 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 kind of we kind of knew it so i i love the name too because it does include that community aspect and i think that's really where we're different than a lot of those other pages like you know what if if you know talking about the other there's a million anyone can go start you know a sports picks and sports betting they can go make a pay for picks business model i mean it, it, respect the hustle right however you want to make your money you do what you do you but at the end of the day i think what you and i have really geared this channel to is more the community right when i started doing those baseball picks you know we, we had nerfy nation right nerfy nation we all stood up we all got hyped for the no run first inning bets in baseball and it was really it was a really fun time and then we got the discord going the discord is just always popping it's the, it's one of the more fun places to be when you're when you're sports betting because truthfully i mean you, I know you feel the exact same way. If, if you're watching a, a game, maybe with your girlfriend, maybe with your wife and a significant other, you can turn over to them and say, honey, I'm, I'm winning so much money, but they don't care. Like putting <laughs> the people in the discord will be happy for you. People in the discord will, will get excited for you. And that's the community aspect of it. It's, it's really fun. I, I, I've met a really, a lot of great people uh, through, through this uh, calling our shock community through this YouTube channel. And it's, it's been it's been a really, you know, waking up and doing these videos early. That sucks, right? I mean, no, no doubt about it. But really, when I'm looking at the camera and when I'm when we're putting in this time, I, I do think of the community. I think of how fun it is seeing all the comments and the engagement. I'm glad you brought that up because that is uh, that's another thing that I think that we try to set ourselves apart from is, is that community feel. You know, that if you comment on my NBA best bets video um or really any of our videos a podcast or anything like that we're we're gonna try to respond to every single comment that we get it can even be hate for all we care like yeah. there, we know people are gonna yeah. disagree on picks that we give and that's perfectly fine honestly i'd rather people disagree with the pick than just follow blindly and just you know not care mm -hmm. what happens this kind of thing yeah. and then get angry after the fact i'd rather people be like you know what here's a different differing viewpoint here's my thoughts and as long as you do it cordially maybe that may be a, a little bit different yeah. but but still <laughs> i i think you know you're right with the discord and with everything that we've kind of built together and the different things that we have that kind of makes it that community aspect feel. And we've met some of our subscribers in real life, which is crazy. And I'm sure we'll maybe do some meetups or something, you know, later on in the future as we continue to grow and you kind of give yeah. back more and more to the community. But you're right. It's been a it's been a, a crazy run. And I say this like we've been doing it for years and years. We're less than a year in, so that's kind of ridiculous. Um, right around that year, I mean, technically our year mark was back in uh, November, but really we didn't start, you know, cranking out the content until really a month from today. So, I appreciate everyone that uh that has joined the community. Sure. Um, we're closing on twenty thousand. We got some big plans at twenty five thousand. Um, we're excited for you guys to see them. Um, and mm -hmm. if, to answer this last question, is there someone I look up to? Not necessarily. I definitely look at a, a bunch of, watch a bunch of different YouTube videos. Not necessarily, you know, sports betting picks. More, you know, different sort of maybe lifestyle things or just, you know, content I enjoy watching. So it's not really a necessarily uh, a ton of people that I look up to. But there are people that I look for for inspiration and, and different channels that are doing things different. So there's even sports betting picks channels in our community. And that's what I think the really cool thing is that. I feel like there are several channels out there that have watched our videos and have, that's inspired them to make their own channel. And so I think that's one of the coolest things because there's there's specific uh, channels out there that I don't necessarily need a name off the top of my head, but I know that they probably watched our videos and maybe they wanted to get in and start doing their own thing. Because like I said, we just, we haven't even been doing, I haven't done NBA picks videos for a whole year until a month from today. I think my first one was February 12th. So, you know, if you ever are in the mood to, you know, kind of launch a new career or try to launch a new hobby i definitely would recommend it to anyone as long as you know you're personable you're you communicate with everyone and that you're you know you're entertaining i think a lot of people will come to support your channel of course yeah no it, it and that's that that really is what it's about i mean it's it's about you can sit up here and you can give picks and and you can straight up sell bad information i i you know and i i'm i'm not even gonna lie to you i sold really bad information at the end of baseball season but it was really heartwarming to see a lot of people be like Logan, come back, you know, Logan, we missed the videos and like, I, and I needed a mental health break truthfully, but like, I mean, it, it, it was really cool, like to see that aspect of it because that makes that once again, reaffirms the whole, you know, people like us, people like, you know, 
the community people like commenting on things right that's that's the coolest thing i do enjoy you know you 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 do a lot of uh, community engagement on on the comments that's why you know your videos have hundreds of comments it's it's great and and uh we encourage that definitely yeah for sure so uh let's start getting into some more football talk no more uh softy uh so, so heartwarming <laughs> stuff. Um, we're going to talk about a question from Junior, and then we're going to get into playoffs. And he was asking, you know, is being the number one or two draft pick a bad thing for your NFL career? And he had some more, you know, thoughts about like Trevor Lawrence, for example. And mm. I want to hear your thoughts, because do you think like, because you more often than not, you're being drafted into a bad situation, probably not with a lot of good players around you. So do you think that impacts your career rather than dropping to like 10 to 12? Or what is your kind of thought process? Because I think the best example could be a guy like Trevor Lawrence versus Mac Jones this year. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, it, look, it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because, you know, you're identified as the, the best overall talent in the draft. So you're like, you know, obviously you're put on a pedestal, but with that pedestal comes expectations that these rookies don't live up to. Simply, they're they're put on bad teams. They're put on teams with no offensive lines, running running for their life, limited weapons, and coaching staffs that change every other year right and and we've seen it enough with the Cleveland Browns even look at look at what the Cleveland Browns I, Baker Mayfield is a really good example of this because you know Baker Mayfield he 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 put the expectations on himself you know with a lot of what he said but I, again co- going back to the being the number one overall pick I just no I I if you had a choice I guess uh, of of being the number one overall pick spotlight on you maybe you're maybe you're a selfish maybe a more narcissistic type player to to actually want that expectations but yeah i'm 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 more myself shying out of that yeah i feel like my personal opinion is I, if i were a college athlete i'd always want to be the number one pick whether that's in the nfl or the nba or any sport i'd always want to be that person because you know, I feel like as an athlete, you have to have some sort of self-confidence and some sort of, you know, ego. And that's not necessarily saying that they're egomaniacs or that they're full of themselves. But I think to be at that level, you got to have some sort of, you know, moxie, yeah. some sort of, you know, I'm the best and I, I want to be the best. And I think some of those best players, they don't want to be drafted necessarily. Sure, it would be nice to be drafted into the Patriots system like Mac Jones and be gifted everything. But then your whole career, people are going to be kind of like, well... Did you really earn it? And so a guy like Trevor Lawrence, imagine if he turns this program around, you know, really starts playing super well. A lot of that success is going to be attributed to him and he's going to live up to those expectations. Very similar to, you know, a guy like LeBron James. And I know that's like one of the best player NBA players of all time, but he went to a terrible team in the Cavaliers. They were really bad and he turned around that franchise. And now everyone looks at him as, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers fans like absolutely adore him. And granted, yeah. he did grow up right next to the stadium, but I think if you can be the number one or two pick, I'd always want to choose that over anything else because sure those expectations are going to be there, but I'd rather have a lot of lofty expectations and try my best and work as hard as I can to reach those rather than, you know, have mediocre expectations, not have any pressure on myself. Cause sometimes I think, you know, having pressure on yourself is going to make you play or perform to your best of your abilities. And sometimes if you, you know, you're gifted everything, you're just not going to end up turning out too well. And we've seen that happen to, you know, quarterbacks in the NFL that get drafted later on in the, in, you know, the drafts and things of that mm-hmm. nature. No, really, really solid, really solid, you know, take on your part. But I mean, I, I think you just kind of differentiated between even the NBA and the NFL, right? Being the number one overall pick in the NBA, you can turn a, a franchise around relatively quickly. I mean, because, you know, basketball is, is a team sport, but it, there's not as many players that influence the game as, as in football. So, I mean, it, it goes to show you, I mean, a, an NBA first overall pick, yeah, they, they, they can really impact and, and maybe the expectations aren't as high for them. But in the NFL, everyone's expecting one player to be in, be the difference in a game where there's 11 players on each side of the ball. I, that's that's usually unrealistic. And that's usually where the expectations fall short there. I guess I guess I can understand and agree with you on that. Now let's move in, start talking about some playoffs, and we're going to talk about a question kind of betting related. And it's from Witty. I think that's how I pronounce his name. Always showing love to us on Twitter, so I appreciate him. But he asked, "What is your strategy going into playoff weekend?" So talking about these playoff games, we'll obviously give our picks in a second, and then do yeah. you look more towards underdogs looking for value plays, or are you looking for players that you know have performed, you know, up their play in the playoffs? What is your kind of takeaway when you're kind of looking through the books and trying to find which teams you want to bet on? 
Yeah. Well, first of all, shout out. All, I love all these questions. First of all, I mean, yeah, we appreciate you, it. I'm going to start every yeah. single Tuesday yeah. on my NBA video saying, drop your questions. We'll answer them. So yeah, I keep, all keep, the keep them talking. coming guys. That, these, these are really fun to talk about. Cause I, I read a question like this and I'm like, Hmm, yeah. What is my betting strategy going into the playoffs? So like, how am I going to make the most of this opportunity? Yeah. You know what? Underdogs are intriguing because I mean, in the, in the NFL playoffs, Really, anything can happen, and and I'm what I'm looking for is teams that finish the regular season really well. Teams like the Bengals and the Raiders. I mean, they play each other, but both those teams are really hot. Those those have what it takes to make those playoffs run. Football, you know, is 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 really momentum driven. That's why you see some teams that rest their starters and finish the the end of the season kind of sluggish in the playoffs. Sometimes it takes them a little bit to to warm up. That's why maybe in these games, maybe a first half bet is in order, right? Maybe, maybe just something to look at. I don't. I don't have any lines in front of me Tuesday when we're recording this. But maybe, maybe you pick an underdog first half spread line just because you're like, hey, maybe they catch the the higher seed nap, and maybe maybe they're uh, gonna play, you know, ex- excited, inspired football for this. Yeah, I, I can kind of concur with that point. Um, when I'm looking at it, and I, I definitely have more notes on my NBA playoff uh, betting, and we'll get into that when we get to the NBA playoffs because. I feel like last year we really struggled in the playoffs and I felt like everything kind of switched in the playoffs in terms of what we were growing, grown to expect. But for the NFL, it's, it's tricky. Yeah, you're right. You kind of want to ride some momentum, but some teams can also step up and just kind of flip the switch and just become, become that team, you know, you've seen all season long. So we had some exciting matchups this weekend, a lot of really cool ones that we probably, we've pretty much already seen a lot of these matchups already this season, but I think what I'm looking for is I'm looking for some value, but I don't want to lay a ton of points because we don't see a lot of blowouts in the NFL and especially in the playoffs. You got teams playing as hard as they possibly can, win or go home. So we'll talk about we got a one 12 and a half point spread that we'll talk about in a little bit. But normally I think all the players normally still play to their caliber. You know, if you think about an NFL team, what are they going to do in the playoffs? So they're not going to give the ball to their best players. No, they're going to force the ball into their best players' hands to make plays. So maybe you're looking at maybe some attempts, you know, some rushing attempts of things of that nature for some of these teams. But either way, it's it's there's a lot you can look into. Still got to d- dive into these lines and kind of find the best leans and edges that I can. But I'm looking towards underdogs and probably picking probably more so some home teams if I can, if I don't have to lay it too many points. But as I look at this, every single home team is a favorite. Yeah, I mean, as it should be, home home field advantage is big in the NFL playoffs. But hopefully, you can find some edges with the props. I mean, that's what you're known for, and I'm I'm excited definitely to watch your videos to see what player props you are able to find for the playoffs. I, I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. We'll see exactly what type of uh, content I have. Probably a video separately for Saturday, separate for Sunday, and one probably for Monday. Because yes, we have Monday night football this week. But let's start with the first <laughs> matchup: Raiders yeah. versus Bengals, Saturday, 4:30 p.m. Eastern time. Bengals five and a half point favorites over under 49. And I put on our show card that this matchup sucks. And what I mean by that, I hate, that I hate that these two teams are playing each other because nah, these are okay. teams that I absolutely love. And you're right. You know, yes. we could talk about the Bengals. I mean, this is a team that's up and coming with a lot of this young talent, a team that finally makes the playoffs. I don't know the last time they won a playoff game, uh, but they finally make the playoffs. And this is a team that a lot of people have high hopes for, you know, they won the AFC North and this is a team that everyone is just like, you know, with the Bengals, you know, they could make a run here. And we, they expect the Bengals not only be good today, but be good for the next 10 plus years with Joe Burrow at QB, mm-hmm. Jamar Chase and all those guys. On the other side, you have a Raiders team that how the heck can I root against the Raiders after what they just did? They won that, that game. And then all the turmoil, all the off the field issues, all firing Gruden, every single thing you could name that could go wrong in their season. It went wrong and they still persevered. They still made the playoffs and they have a chance to move on in the, in the wild card weekend to the divisional round. And I think that just as a kudos to uh rich Pisacchio, or how, how do you pronounce what's his name? I don't remember. His rich name. Pisacchio. Yeah. You, you had um, it. Yeah. So just go give him a round of applause. Cause man, that guy has had an absolutely great coaching and you can see the players just rally around him, whether it's mm-hmm. Max Crosby, Derek Carr, one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL, not just because of, you know, how he performs on the field, that super great guy off the field. Yeah. So, man, I'm curious. I don't even, I don't even want to pick this game out of respect for both teams. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm looking at this one spread, you know, five and a half right, right now. I'm curious to see what, what the betting public does. Do they bet up the, the Bengals a little bit? Does it go to minus, you know, six, maybe potentially, right? 
the Bengals are a hard team to bet against. Here's why. Because, you know, they're with the they're kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs. They get up real quick. They the game could be ugly, especially for the Raiders. Raiders are are one of those teams that I, I don't I don't necessarily trust Carr playing from behind. I mean, he's a good quarterback, but he's more he's one of those quarterbacks that it's okay when the game's in a one score. But if it's a two score and they're trailing a little bit. It's just not really exactly how they're built. They love to run the ball with Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs will be the key in this one. And that, with that being said, I'm going to go Raiders plus five and a half. I just love what, what they've been doing with Josh Jacobs and Hunter Renfro. How can we not talk about Hunter Renfro? First of all, I mean, if you're playing fantasy football, you know Hunter Renfro's name by now. But it's it's really crazy to see, uh, you know, what kind of rapport he's developed with Derek Carr. I mean, kind of being his his safety blanket. And you've got Darren Waller coming back. I, well, he, he was back against the Chargers. But, I mean, that offense looks a little bit differently. I just think it could be one of those closer-type closer games. And I expect the Raiders to play inspired as they have all season. I'm glad you picked the Raiders because I, I really wanted to pick them, but I want to go against you. So I'm going to ride with the Bengals here. And here's my rationale for picking the Bengals. And who knows if I make this an official play or maybe my my mood changes over the next three three or so days before the video goes live. But here's you got a Bengals team and you got a Raiders team. So obviously the Raiders coming off that emotional victory on Sunday against one of their rivals Sunday night. So they obviously are traveling to the East Coast. I mean, sort of East Coast in Cincinnati. They're traveling across short week and you got a Bengals team that basically rested every single starter. So resting every single starter can go in two ways. It could one, you could come out absolutely flat, which has potential or two, you know, you'd be well rested. You got basically two weeks off, rest your body and you're ready to go. And I think that week of rest will be really beneficial for him with Joe Mixon. You know, he was nursing some injuries as the season went at the end of the season. And I just think the Bengals team has too much talent here. When I look at the chargers and what they struggled and we look at, I mean, this, this game was close chargers versus Raiders. The Chargers are a team that very similar to the Bengals, very up and down. But as the season went on, they really started to fade. Their offensive line kind of wasn't that great. They couldn't run the ball all that well. And that defense struggled. But I really like the Bengals defense. I think they have a lot of heart on their defensive side. And I think their defense is going to step up. They're at home. It's five and a half points. Don't love laying that many. But I think they get the win by a touchdown here. I think if they can get up early, which we've seen the Bengals do in the past, we've seen them blow out teams, get up to 21 nothing leads early in games. And I just don't think the Raiders are capable of coming back. I just think they don't have enough talent on the offensive side if it becomes a one-dimensional passing game. Sure, Darren Waller is good, but he hasn't been healthy the second half of the season. Hunter Renfro, I love him. I know you love him. I won't I won't throw any shade at him. Zay Jones has been pretty decent, but besides that, they really don't have a whole lot going for him in terms of pass catchers. So even the Bengals, I'm going to go against you, minus five. You just, you just named so many solid offensive weapons, and you're like, they don't have anything going for them. Yeah, but when you look at the Bengals, they have so much more talent than uh, – I mean, you look at them That's against easy. this Chargers team. I would, I would equivalent say these teams are pretty similar, but they got Jamar Chase, they got T. Higgins, they got Tyler Boyd, they got C.J. Uzama. The Chargers were relying on Jared Cook to catch the football, and Jared Cook stinks. And sorry, well, Jared Cook, it's because no, 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 spray, no, but he can't catch the ball. No, no, no. See, I, I can tell you are paying attention to the game. They took out Mike Williams. They took out Keenan Allen because they've got the defensive backs to to do it. I mean, the Raiders is one of those defenses. That yeah, sure they don't get all that much of attention, but everyone really talks about Max Crosby rushing the passer, which he is really good. But that that defensive secondary should not be slept on. They could make life difficult for Joe Burrow. And I'm just saying, I think they have the offensive weapons. You just poo pooed all those receivers. Stay sleeping on Brian Edwards. Fine, <laughs> do it, do it. I'm 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 excited to to go against right. you, and I'm riding the Raiders, baby. All right, bet we'll see how that one goes. And let's move on to the second game on Saturday. Patriots versus the Bills, a tri triology, triology, whatever the I, trilogy. I can't, trilogy. Trilogy. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce. <laughs> Either way, Patriots Bills, Bills at home, four point favorites, over under forty three and a half, and yeah. ah, this is a yeah. good one. It's a good one. Obviously, we have you know the Patriots beat them the first time in that weird windy game, low scoring. Then the Bills came back and won in an emotional game that was in Foxborough. So both teams have won at their opposing stadium or the, the on, on the road. So we look at this game, the Bills, four-point favorites. They kind of, you know, they weren't looking great against my Jets. They did end up beating us by 17. Congrats. Um, man, this is a tough <laughs> one. This is a tough one. I, I want to hear your take. I won't necessarily fade you, but I'll go first on the next two games. Um, okay. I don't Fine. What you got Fine. You, you're looking – no, I appreciate what you're doing. You're looking for some wisdom, right? I'm yeah, going to impart some wisdom upon you. Rain it down on me. 
Bills minus four is the play. Hammer it. No, I mean, simply, simply, I'm not trusting, you know, Mac Jones. Look, the first time these two teams faced in that weird, windy game, as you mentioned, the Patriots were thought they were so funny. They, they were just like, Mac Jones is not going to throw the ball and we're still going to beat him. It, it was one of those games that it was just a complete anomaly. But then you saw in Foxborough what the Bills could do in a in a in a, a situation where there wasn't hurricane force winds on the field, right? Josh Allen is just simply too talented. The the Patriots will throw some good schemes at him for sure. And you know what? They they could they could frustrate uh Josh Allen a little bit, but in the end, they just have too much offensive talent. Mm. And 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 being at home, again, this is what we talk about. Being at home in the playoffs is very important, right? You know, Patriots, Bill Belichick. Don't bet against Bill Belichick, bro. Fine. Well, I'm gonna. I, I bet. I, I bet against Saban, and I won. So I, that now was what I'm, I was doing I'm, when I leaned over. I was typing in my comment to not bet against Bill. I'm. I'm betting. Yeah, exactly. And I'm. <laughs> you're such a meme. No, I'm. I'm. I'm making a a fade the goat coaches parlay. Right. I already cashed the first leg with with Georgia spread. Now I'm going with with Bill spread. It, it's 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 a straight guaranteed winner. Are you gonna pick against the Bucks in our next matchup? Make no, it a, no, no, no. I, I, I'm only fading coaches here. <laughs> <laughs> we won't fade players. Um, yeah. I hate this, Logan, because this is a squad ride. I am riding uh, with you with the Bills, and that's probably <laughs> bad juju. Um, but I love – you were right. You spoke a lot of wisdom, and I don't trust Mac Jones in this game. He has not ended the season that strong, and this Bills defense is no joke. This Bills defense is very good. And you're right, that first game against the Patriots, they just punched him in the mouth. They said, you know, we're just going to run the ball and dominate you. And we'll see exactly what the weather – I was actually typing in to see what the weather was this weekend. I see on Saturday they're getting 10 degrees. That's their high. Now on Sunday they're going to go up to 28. So Monday they got some snow. They got a bunch of snow the rest of the week too. So just Buffalo weather. But this is a team in Buffalo Bills that, you know, they've – They've worked very hard over the past three, four seasons to perform in the playoffs. And this is a team that expects to perform and they expect they have high expectations. I don't think the Patriots have those lofty expectations. I know, you know, the Patriots culture behind them is, you know, this is winning championships. That's what they're all about. But truthfully, I just don't think, you know, they're, they are way ahead of schedule. I don't think they expected to be here, be in the playoffs or be this great this season. And I think the Bills are going to step up and win this game in a big fashion. I think their defense is going to step up, confuse Mac Jones. They learned in that second game versus the Patriots that, hey, make Mac Jones throw the ball, confuse him. He's a rookie. He's going to make some mistakes. We haven't seen a lot of rookies have success in the playoffs in the past couple seasons. I mean, a lot of them don't even make the playoffs for all for all the that's kind of cracked up for. But I like the Bills here. I like that play. I like it. Let's quad ride it. All right. What can, yeah, go, wrong? What, what can go wrong? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to the next matchup. I already hinted at it. Sunday, the first game, 1 p.m. We got three games on on Sunday. First one, Eagles traveling the Buccaneers. Take a minus eight and a half bucks or eight and a half point favorites over under 49 points. This is the matchup we saw earlier this season when uh, the Bucs went into went to Philly, went to your home where you, where you are at, and they beat them pretty badly. And then, you know, the the Eagles got a couple garbage time touchdowns towards the end to make the game look close. And I think they ended up covering with that two point conversion. I think losing by six points and the, the spread was six and a half. But I'm going to start this one out and I am going to roll with the Buccaneers in this one. And now I know eight and a half points a lot, but it is a lot of points for a reason. The Eagles will be starting Jalen Hurts. And sure, Jalen Hurts, you know, he I mean, I imagine he didn't play the final week of the season. I think that might show a little bit of a, a little bit of rust in this game because I don't think this Eagles team is as cracked up as people might think they are. They just got absolutely blitzed by the Cowboys, giving up 51 points. And sure, you had a bunch of defensive starters out. But, you know, you did show some holes. And I think Tom Brady, this is what he does. He's in the postseason. I think he's ready to just romp on this Eagles team. Now, we did see the, the Bucks struggle last year against the Washington football team, the first round of the playoffs. But that was a game they were on the road. We know the Bucks this season. They perform their best at home. They're going to be in the heat. And the Florida will be like 75, 85 degrees. They're going to be ready to go. You'll be out of all the Philly players traveling from the cold. I'm just saying, I think the Tom Brady and the Buccaneers get it done. You just, I mean, they just stomped on your Panthers. Not that that was necessarily a big feat, but they need to come out and instill some fear in their opponents. Cause I think a lot of people might think, you know, this team's vulnerable. They're down Chris Godwin, down Antonio Brown. People forget, people forget they still got Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski. Still got a bunch of useful weapons. And I imagine mm-hmm. they're probably getting Leonard Fournette back too. So yeah. I really like the Buccaneers minus the points here. I know it's a lot to lay, but not surprised with the Eagles backdoor this one, but I like the Buccaneers. I think the defense shows up. 
Yeah, I mean, that is a lot of points to lay. And again, I'm I, am I going to try to make a 3 for 3 betting against the goats? No, I'm not, I'm not I'm not going I'm not really bold enough to take Eagles plus points. Although I I, I have to point out, home field advantage is huge for the Bucks, right? This game was in Philly. I I don't I'm curious what the spread would be. I mean, it'd be really interesting to see, but I mean, it's one of those I can tell you right now, a Philly winter is not fun. It was in the it was in the teens today. I, that's that's brutally cold. It's it's not what what Tom Brady well Tom Brady is used to that. But I mean, a lot of those Florida players aren't aren't used to that. But I mean, tra- traveling uh, th- this one might get a little bit ugly for the Eagles. I'm not picking them with any sort of confidence. You know what? A curious play, and I think what my actual play would be is the under. I'm just I'm just kind of look at how the Eagles are built. The Eagles are one of those teams that they chew a lot of clock for a field goal, right? You know, you've you've watched enough Philly football, you know, as as a buy. Yeah. I mean, they have long sustained drives that end in a field goal. And I mean, if you're not going to hit it over 49, just doing doing that, and maybe, maybe Tom Brady and the Bucks try to get Leonard Fournette more involved. I think he is supposed to be playing, is what I saw. So maybe they're trying to you know establish more of the run game. You know, just kind of put Philly away that way. So the under is my actual play for this one, but I I can't fault your Bucks spread pick at all. Yeah, no, I mean, I kind of like the under as well because you're right. This Eagles team is not going to throw the ball up and down on the on on the Buccaneers. I mean, no. the last game they played each other, Jalen Hurts, 115 passing yards. That's all he had to his name. It was not a great game. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't great. Um, and, yeah, they kind of got up the field with some pass interference calls, if I remember. And I, eight and a half points, I don't think I'll actually make that an official play. I just It's my official lean. I do like the under, though. You're right. You know, this Eagles team is a team that's going to run the ball, and they're going to keep running it probably even if they're down because that's how they're that's their identity. And, you know, I'm curious exactly to see who is back for the Eagles defense because, yeah, they're missing a lot of guys in the final week. But I don't necessarily know how many of those injuries were multi-week injuries. So they're going to need Darius Slay back. He missed week 18. They're going to need all their cornerbacks back because that's their I would argue that their best part of their defense is probably their their secondary because the secondary is pretty good. It plays pretty deep. Yeah. It makes you beat them over the middle with a bunch of different throws. You, you aren't just going to take the top off the defense. And that's what we saw last, last uh, I mean, you saw their first game. They Tom Brady completed 34 passes on less than 300 yards. It wasn't really a big game. You know, Leonard mm-hmm. Fournette had six catches for 46 yards. Antonio Brown had a decent day, but I imagine that if the Eagles are healthy, they're going to say, you know what, you're going to take 10 minutes. You're going to take eight, 10 minutes to get down the field. You're not just going to throw 50 yard bombs on us. They're going to make them too long drive. So I do like yeah. the underplay in this one. Yeah, I, I I could certainly see it happening, but what what's our next matchup? I'm, I'm, I'm still excited. Let's keep this playoff momentum this going. This is an interesting one. Probably yes. one of my favorite games. I'd argue this is probably the game. Raiders and Bengals is a fun game. This is probably my favorite game on the slate. The yeah. 49ers, at traveling to Dallas to take on the Cowboys, who are three point favorites over under 50 and a half points. <laughs> Man, this is an interesting one because you got a 49ers team, probably led by Jimmy G. I imagine he's active. He was active last week, coming back down 17 0 to take down the Rams in their own stadium. Um, a big victory for them. I mean, obviously, you know, it was a great momentum to get into the playoffs. Oh, too, man, I've been picking up against the Cowboys all season long, and I have been wrong a lot of times. What's, what's your take on this one? I kind of <laughs> lean the over. If I'm going to pick a bet, I'm leaning the over. I'm probably the, taking the over because I don't trust the Cowboys defense at all. The, the over is an interesting play in this one. I'm not touching another another total because I'm not all too great at over-unders, if I'm being completely honest. But I think, and I, you know what? I don't know how much of my own money I put on this confidence <laughs> scale 1 to 10, but I really do think Dallas wins, and I do think they cover simply because, all right, let's look at matchups, right? You know? Who, who if, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, would I put on the 49ers' best player, Debo Samuel? Well, I put Micah Parsons on him, maybe, maybe travel him around, maybe because they love to use Debo in a, in a variety of ways, right? They love to use him, you know, in a, in a running back hybrid type role. Well, Micah Parsons can, can kind of travel on that. And you know what? Dallas is just they playing at home. They have a lot to prove. Dak Prescott. For for what you want to say about his regular season ups and downs, he's actually a really good playoff quarterback. He's had experience in that, and I think I think when all said and done, they're gonna Dallas is gonna sell out, stop the run, and say, you know what, turn this into a Jimmy G game. You know what, I don't I don't necessarily trust a Jimmy G game. If I'm being completely honest, I think I think this is one of those games that the Dallas Cowboys finally flex their offense a little bit. They get they get Cowboy Nation believing a little bit, and I I am taking Dallas in this one. Now, how much of my own money? Not two units, definitely not two units, but I I am feeling the Cowboys in this one. 
Yeah, I feel like more favorites uh, favorites win more often than not on Wild Card Weekend, and this is a small enough spread to where I'd be comfortable laying the points with the Cowboys for the reasons you said. I mean, the offense finally turned it around. Granted, it was against like the Eagles' second string guys, but yeah. they turned it around in that final game, scoring over fifty points, which is ridiculous. But you're right, Dak Prescott has has reputation for being good in the playoffs, and Jimmy G really doesn't have. Has he played a playoff game? I'm not really 100% sure. I don't remember. But well, I just yes. am not a – I believe, yes, he has. Um, well, yes, he has. He went to the Super Bowl. He, he went to the Super Bowl. Doc. Yeah, I, know, I know it's been – that was a weird year, but I know it's been a It minute. was a weird year. But I just don't have a lot of faith in this 49ers offense. And I think Micah, Micah Parsons is going to be the difference maker in this one for the reasons you said. I mean, Trayvon Diggs, he has their interceptions to his name. He has given up a lot of yards. So that's not going to go without being said. But Micah Parsons is a game wrecker. And I think he can wreck this game because if you make this, if you, the Cowboys can flex their offense a little bit, get up in this game, which we've seen. I mean, you saw the the uh, the Rams get up early and the 49ers like to start off slow. And I think Michael Parsons could just absolutely be a menace to Jimmy G coming off the edge and just absolutely obliterating him. And I could just see him planting, just planting Jimmy G into the ground. And I just think that Dallas defensive line they're I think they'll win the game in the trenches. And I think that's, what's going to be the difference here. And I think the Cowboys win this one and cover the three. This the quick, real quick, lastly, the simpleton argument against the the Cowboys, which I feel like we might get a lot. We might it might lean heavy to 49ers, maybe even 49ers money line because of how they finished out the season. They did finish impressively against the Rams and the Cowboys. You look at the Cowboys, the anti Cowboys argument is who have they beaten besides their NFC crap opponents, right? They've just been beaten up on bad teams, not looking very impressive. I think they're okay. I, I think I heard of this. They've only beaten two playoff teams, like current playoff teams. One was the Patriots, and that was a crazy game. And the other was the Eagles, obviously an NFC East opponent. So, I mean, Look at the, look at the Dallas Cowboys. That's where where a lot of people might might choose the simpleton argument of Niners. They they don't match up. They match up well versus Dallas. So the, pick the Niners. But I just think the Cowboys win and cover. Yeah, we'll see how that game goes. Um, now well, let's move on to Sunday Night Football. Biggest spread on the card: the Steelers. <laughs> Big Ben potentially his final game. Who knows? Traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Chiefs twelve and a half point favorites. The over under forty six points. And I'm going to keep this one simple. I'm taking the Chiefs, and I'm laying the points. These teams just played a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and they just yeah. absolutely spanked them. It was it was brutal, and this is my fade, Big Ben. I am tired of watching him, and I want to see him. I, no offense to Big Ben. I love him, love what he's done, love his career, whatever. He is so bad. It is so bad to watch. I don't know how Steelers fans do it because it's not like he's throwing it 25 yards. You're getting three yards out routes or slants or dump offs every single time. And it just sucks to watch. And so I think the Chiefs kind of played with their food last week against the Broncos, still winning it out, getting the two seed, whatever. I think they come in and they just are at home. And the Steelers offense, I have no faith in them to be able to move the ball. I just don't. I don't think I don't think they're they are they were happy with the winning season. They had to sweat that tie out at the eventual Raiders game. I just get get lost, Steelers. I'm sorry, Steelers fans. I love Deontay Johnson. I'll probably take his over in receptions here, but man, they stink. The amount of disrespect you just launched towards the Pittsburgh Steelers and towards Big Ben. I think their defense is good, and that's their only chance of keeping this game close is if their defense plays yeah. well, but they just got exposed by the Chiefs by the Chiefs offense just a couple weeks ago. And maybe I'm being a simpleton and, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure the squares will be all over the chiefs. They'll be like, ah, they just won by 25. And maybe that's me or whatever it may be, but yeah, you are a square. You're a square. A square. You're a square. I mean, you see my spread record, my spread record spreads an over unders record. I believe it was exactly 49 and 49 on the season. So I guess maybe I'm 50%. I'm exactly 50%. So flip a coin. Yeah, no. Okay. So look at, look at this one. I, are are you, are you saying Logan, are you bold enough to take the Steelers with points? You know what? I am, I am bold enough simply because I just don't think they're going to let big Ben get blown out in prime time like this. I don't know how it's going to happen. Don't know the narratives. It, it, could it be a big Najee Harris game? Sure, why not, right? You know, the, the Chiefs have shown some vulnerability to stopping the run at times, right? The Chiefs secondary has been really good. They'll probably lock up Deontay Johnson. They'll probably, you know, somewhat do a pretty good job on Claypool. Big Fryermuth game? I don't know. I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it, it's got to come from somewhere, right? I just think it's not, it's not as easy as beating a team twice in in convincing fashion and I I, look I mean what happened with Alabama Georgia I always say it's hard to beat a team twice in a year 
convincingly, right? You know what? They might squeak it out, right? It's, it could still be Chiefs, but, you know, win by 10 or, you know, touchdown field goal. But two, 12 and a half is just a lot of points. Big, Big Ben is just playing for his, his career. He wants to end it on a, on a good note. So I'll take Steelers. Not a ton of confidence in me, but I, I do like I do like the the square nature that you're picking Chiefs with. <laughs> uh, well, enjoy watching Big Ben with your money on the line. Watching, <laughs> no, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be terrible. Uh, let's move on to the final game, and then we'll get out of here. Monday Night Football. We'll yeah. have an individual video on this one. Probably have a player prop, a spreader over under pick, and a same game parlay. Cardinals traveling, taking on the Rams, minus four over under forty nine and a half points. We got a, another trilogy. Two teams that have played each other, both split them, both won in each other's stadiums. Rams are at home, where you could argue they might have been pumping in some crowd noise on a Sunday. At least that's what the <laughs> 49ers were saying, which yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily true or not. Um, this is an exciting one. I'll set the stage for you. Obviously, Kyler Murray, I believe this is his first. I know I've been an idiot with Jimmy G. I, did, I forgot he went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Kyler Murray, this is his first career NFL uh, playoff start. So props to him and the Cardinals for making it. They had a tumultuous. Uh, end of the season after starting so hot and then, you know, finishing 11 and six. So not losing a lot of the final games, but got Matthew Stafford, who has absolutely struggled over the past couple weeks. And they obviously just blew that game against the, the 49ers in week 18. Still won the division because the Cardinals lost to the Seahawks. But either way, take it away. I can give my pick first, but you can give your takeaway immediately. All right. Uh, you know what? I'll just go first and I'll impart some wisdom on you. Rams minus four is the play here. I, the, the Rams are going to win this one, and they're going to put the Cardinals away. For what I always said, Cardinals are a fraud. Rams have been a fraud at some times, too. But you know what? When Stafford's not throwing pick sixes, they're pretty decent. So, Stafford, just don't revert to your own Detroit self. I don't know what to do. If you're listening to the audio only and you can't see my look, I'm looking directly in the camera at Matt Stafford. Your, your your jerseys aren't red, right? You never were red. Well, you were a Georgia Bulldog. They, they were red back then. But, I mean, truthfully, you know what? This this comes down to do I trust Kyler Murray and his little short miniature self to be able to throw passes that don't get batted at the line of scrimmage, to be able to just not run around in a figure-eight style? I mean, you can picture it right now, you know, being chased by Von Miller. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't, I don't trust the Cardinals. And Cliff Kingsbury is one of the, you know, flakiest coaches I've ever seen. At least Sean McVay has something to put on his his resume with getting them to a Super Bowl with a lot less talented. I mean, Jared Goff. But look, just look at this one. I think Sean McVay and that coaching staff more, more proven playing at home a little bit. Yeah, Cardinals aren't 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 uh, all they're, they're cracked up to be. Yeah, I can see. Uh, I'm curious where the public lies on this one, because I have this strong feeling that they're going to lie a lot on the Rams. I, yeah. Or no, uh, yeah, on the Rams. I think the Rams are going to get a lot of the public bet for the reason that you said. And I'm sure they came up with an egg on Sunday against the – well, played well and then lost in overtime. But you're right. This Cardinals team is kind of a fraud. They really don't have a lot to uh, hang their hats on over the second half of the season. have not looked good. And that's why I'm taking the Cardinals here, plus the four. <laughs> and I, I think they have a chance to win this game outright because I don't have much faith in Matthew Stafford. I'm a, I love Matthew Stafford. I hope I'm to totally wrong. But he has really struggled. And – when you guard, all you have to do is to stop this uh, Rams offense. Just guard Cooper Cup. It might be harder said than done, or e easier said than done. But you just have to stop him, and that offense is going to struggle. Now, they have some decent success in the playoffs under Sean McVay. Now, obviously, they've gone to a Super Bowl. Um, last last season, they won the wild card against the Seattle Seahawks before losing in the divisional against the Packers. But either way, I just think this Cardinals team, they're playing with house money right now. I don't think they have anything to lose. They got, I think the Rams so much on their shoulders, so much pressure, so much Super Bowl aspirations. Yeah. This is a team and the Cardinals, they don't care. They, I mean, sure, they care that they want to win this, but they haven't been to the playoffs before. Sure, they might have a little bit of nerves that maybe you want to ride with the Rams or maybe the first quarter under for the Cardinals or something like that, but they really have nothing to lose here. If they lose this game, it's not really going to be, you know, they can chalk it up to, you know, we're an inexperienced team playing a team that has a good amount of playoff success and playoff experience and they're playing against you know a team that's you know been to the super bowl in the past and they're you know they're playing as a team that hasn't looked all that great so i think kyler murray playing with a little bit of house money here and i think that might get the job done and i think they can cover this points whether it's a backdoor cover whether they're down by 10 at the end of the game and they get a garbage time touchdown to the antone wesley or whatever his name is call him a shot. <laughs> uh i like the cardinals plus the four solely because i think the rams will have a lot of the spread picks uh, no, no. And the Rams, and you look at the Cardinals; they play so much better on the road for whatever reason. So yeah, I love I them mean, on the road. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You you said a whole lot of nothing there. I'm just gonna sum it up for you guys. <laughs> he said. He said. Oh, just as long as you stop Cooper Cup. Well, no, no team's been able to really do it. I mean, Cooper Cup has just run wild all over the league. He's he. You you want to focus coverage on him? That's fine. He'll he'll still somehow be open. The Rams are good enough to squeak by the Cardinals. Cover the four. I, I do believe they're they're going to. Actually, you know what? I want to alt spread this to like fourteen. I I, I you know what? The, Cardinals, <laughs> the Cardinals are so bad. I I don't I don't know how you take them with plus four. Other this is a solely fade the public bet, assuming that they are on Rams. Which who knows? Maybe they are not. But it you 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 gave me nothing to make to sway me even a little bit towards Cardinals. Sean McVay is is an experienced coach. Cliff Kingsbury not playoff experience. I don't know if we're getting DeAndre Hopkins back for the record. Exactly. That could be huge. If he's back, I think that could change the tide a little bit. But I don't know. I just have this feeling that the the Kyler Murray, we always see this random upset on, you know, wild card weekend. And I imagine if the public is on the Rams, I think the Cardinals have to cover because it's a Monday night game. Everyone's going to have their eyes on it. Everyone's going to be betting it. In the Vino Vegas, (laughs) not so fast. Give me the Cardinals plus the points and a little bit of sprinkle on the money line. I don't know. I'm just calling my shot. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, well, uh, they, they could easily get blown out. Look, the Cardinals have not looked good over the re- second half of the season. They haven't. And I would love to see Hopkins back today. But I just think this team with Kyler Murray, I just think they got something that just might surprise some people. And maybe I'm totally wrong. And I'll come on to the podcast next week and say, you know what? I deserve that. I, I want to call him a chance. No, this is a clown nose bet. No, this is we, we have to have a fun wager. This is a clown nose bet. If, if Rams end up losing outright, you know what? Clown nose for me. Okay, I'll do it when we talk about the Rams next week. If they do make it, which we won't be, because you'll be uh, you'll be talking about you'll be wearing a clown nose while we recap the Rams next or the, the Cardinals next game when they went out right. All right. Uh, <laughs> either way, uh, any final closing thoughts for the end of the podcast? We just crossed the, crossed the hour mark. Yeah, no. If you, if you guys have been listening to this episode, you guys are the real MVPs. I I love you guys and mash that subscribe button for us. Playoff football is here. And no better channel to cover it than us and Austin with his guaranteed winning videos. Yeah, we've been on a pretty good run in the NFL. Hopefully we can t- continue that over the playoff season and and hopefully we can get end the regular or the whole season on a pretty good note. But I appreciate you guys for tuning in to the podcast. It's our longest one yet, but we appreciate you guys for always submitting your questions because we love to answer them. Love to kind of have you guys learn a little bit more about us, have us talk about a bunch of different things. We don't want to just we know in the in the in about a month or so we're gonna be talking about a whole different different things than the mm-hmm. NFL because it'll be over for the most part. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Maybe next week. The next time we see you, we might have 20,000 subscribers. Go make that happen. We appreciate you guys for uh, tuning in. And for this has been Austin for Logan. We'll see you guys again next week. And let's hope that we make some money this weekend in the NFL. Drop your NFL predictions down below. Maybe even show us who you think is winning the Super Bowl. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. It's been the Call on Our Shot podcast, episode 20. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.